Welcome to the Shutterbug Life Podcast. If photography is not just something you do, but who you are, this is a place for you. In this podcast, we talk about everything you need to be, do, or have to reach your true potential. Let's celebrate the creative photographer's lifestyle with your host, my dad, Linford Morton. Hi, and welcome again to the Shutterbug Life Podcast. This is your weekly photography lifestyle podcast where we learn how to be better photographers. I'm your host, Linford Morton, but of course, you can call me Lynn. This is episode 53, and today we learn how photographers can use social media for results. I welcome back Jenna Martin. Now, Jenna Martin, we remember we first met in episode four. Can you really make money with fine art photography? And Jenna showed us how she made up to $20,000 from one image. And she talked a lot about how you can show your work in galleries and how she uses galleries as a way of showing her her, her work and, and selling it. And so she gave us a lot of good information. And uh, this is my first repeat guest. Woo! And she comes back, and now we talk about social media because we know one of the reasons Jenna was or has been so successful with her fine art photography is because she's been using social media very effectively and, and strategically. So if you just look at the vanity metrics, she's got 21,000 people following her just on Facebook alone. Instagram, 18,700. So as of today, those numbers are really huge. And who, who knows by the time you listen to this where they, you know, where they will have gone. But clearly, it's not just a numbers game when you're doing social media. So she's going to talk about how she not, not only gets this um, large number of followers, but then how she uses them strategically to grow her photography business, get more exposure for her art. So if you are thinking of doing anything with your photography, even if you don't want to have a business, even if you are just thinking, you know what, I'd love to get my work out there. I'd love to be known. I'd love to be seen. I'd love for, to make a dent in the universe in some way. You're going to want to pay attention to this interview with Jenna Martin. Now, I, I, I didn't just interview Jenna. I interviewed Jenna while she was with her four-month-old daughter, Leela. And so you'll hear they both have plenty to say on this topic but it's all good stuff. All righty, we are talking social media for photographers with the expert, Jenna Martin and Leela. And I think Jenna might not be Martin anymore. <laughs> Remember Jenna? <laughs> I am. I am. Oh, so you are. Okay. I say that because since the, you know, we spoke with Jenna last, she's had just a number of life-changing moments. Yes. Married Leela, who we might hear from time to time bouncing around beautifully in her lap, I'm sure. And uh, life is changing. So what's yes. been going on with you? Uh, Jenna. Yeah. Well, like you said, you know, we got married, bought a house, had a baby, kind of did 
did everything uh, seems to be as close to the time frame as we possibly could. <laughs> and, so, and and now that it's tax time, you're you're loving it, right? <laughs> I am. I am. It's a very it's a very good thing. <laughs> it's beautiful, and it's it's beautiful for more than just taxes. You know, one of the reasons <laughs> I don't want to sound too cynical there. Exactly. So you know, one of the reasons you know you're the first repeat guest, by the way. So <laughs> yay. But, but yeah, it is for me. But one of the reasons I wanted you back is because you we we touched on last time we spoke the fact that you are really using social media effectively. Just if you just want to go by the vanity metrics, I just pulled up your sites and you have twenty one thousand six hundred plus on Facebook, eighteen thousand seven hundred plus to Instagram. Then you're on Twitter, Pinterest, Flickr, over five hundred pics. Google Plus, you name it. <laughs> There is a Jenna yeah. Martin photo there. So, <laughs> so, yeah. so, so tell me, so, you know, with that introduction, tell me about sort of your social media presence, you know, how you cultivate it, well, how you think about it, how, how it got there. You know, <laughs> hey, social, media. <laughs> social media really is, it was kind of something that when I very first started becoming a, started out being a photographer, you know, the old school way of marketing is you put an ad in the paper, you put an ad on the radio or on television. And fact is, people just aren't there anymore. I don't remember the last time I've seen an actual television commercial besides the Super Bowl. Right. <laughs> you know, that's probably it. Um, so if you're running ads on television, you're missing a huge part of your market and your audience. And so with social media, it just was that's where the people were. So that's where I have to go. And the reason I'm on so many platforms is because, you know, when you start out, you think, well, I've, I'm on Facebook. It's fine. And so you don't really go expand to anything else. And then pretty soon, Facebook isn't that great anymore, and you're kind of screwed. You're in trouble. And so every time a new platform comes out, <laughs> I try it and right. see exactly what I'll do for my business. And if it's a good business boost, then I keep using it. If it's not, then, you know, I have it there, but I don't really pay attention to it too much. You know, I'm on, uh, you know, I'm on Flickr and stuff. Flickr, it's doesn't really bring me clients necessarily, but tried it out and I'm not going to delete my account, but it's still there in case people want to find me. Mm -hmm. Other app, other apps and other platforms, um, recently I've gotten on Periscope, which has been absolutely huge for business. So that's one that, you know, I've kind of really, really is one of my main ones that I use. So it kind of depends on what you're looking to do in your business, how you're looking to market, <laughs> I would say try quite a few and find ones that are right for you. Um, personally, I tend to stick with uh, Instagram is huge for me. I do a lot of marketing through Instagram. I do a lot of marketing through Periscope. Facebook is still pretty big. I don't put near the effort in it I used to because I did see a, a pretty substantial drop off in marketing on Facebook. And I use a lot of Snapchat now. Snapchat mm -hmm. gets uh, pretty good results for me. So it kind of depends. I go back and forth a lot between social media platforms I'm on and I kind of keep this moving target of whichever ones are more effective and bringing me the results I want. That's kind of where I go. So what are the results you're looking for? So what's your goal? Is it just exposure? Is it um, lead generation, client retention? What, what are you trying to do? Lead generation for sure. Okay. Um, I pretty much point everything to my email list because if one social media app goes down, that email list is yours. You have that. You get to keep that. Mm -hmm. So I point pretty much every single app, every single social media account. The main goal is getting people to that email list. And then once they're on the email list, I can separate them by who's interested in social media, who's interested in photography, and I can market appropriately through there. So that's the main goal is 
transferring people over to that email list. Now, you're doing this as a business. Let's say a <laughs> photographer is more of an enthusiast and is really looking for more for exposure. Mm-hmm. If, if that, if you were in that boat, would you still have the same um, activity levels in these platforms? I absolutely would, actually, because, you know, when you're looking for exposure, once you find a good social media platform that you can kind of take off with, I know quite a few friends of mine that, like you said, just kind of are hobbyists, they do it for fun. They have a lot of success on Instagram. So if Mm -hmm. a new thing comes out that they can, you know, kind of expand that exposure, as long as they're working really hard on Instagram and get a decent following, they can hopefully take that following and move it over to a new one. So with Periscope, I first started that and I really didn't know what it was. I didn't know how it would work. And the first time I tried it, I thought, oh my God, this is amazing. (laughs) This is is amazing for business. And so I instantly sent people over from Facebook and from Instagram. And because I had a decent following on those other platforms, I was able to translate it fairly well. Okay. Let's go through the platforms and you tell me um, what you think they're good for and not good not so much in mm-hmm. in your experience. Let's start with the visual ones first. You mm-hmm. said Instagram is amazing. What are the pros and cons of Instagram for photographers? For photographers, I would say um, exposure for one. There's a lot of featuring and feature pages that go on on Instagram that you can be featured, even if you do have your little logo on there. Um, it's what do you a, mean by that? It's Feature pages, basically, they only exist to show other people's work. Um, so they might have hundreds of thousands of followers and they show your work and they say, Hey, this is a photo by Jenna Martin. And then the next photo is by someone else. The next Mm -hmm. photo is by someone else. The only point is to basically feature different photographers work. And there's different ones that do different, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Different genres. Like some do just landscape, some do just weddings, some do just portraits. And there's a lot of room out there to kind of put your name out there. I know that you know, if you get featured on one good page, I've gotten 2,000 followers in one day just from one good page. Wow. So it's a big it's a big difference. And there's a lot of featuring that goes on on Instagram. So for exposure, I would say it's huge. I also, for how my do you, business, How do you find, I'm sorry, but how yeah. do you find these, these feature pages? Oh, so a really good way to do it, actually, is to find someone else on Instagram that does the same work that you do or something similar. So I... I shoot a lot of underwater photography. I mm-hmm. can follow another underwater photographer that has a lot of followers and click through some of their photos and you'll see, usually it's the very, very first comment. There's a whole list of hashtags. Hashtags are following for certain feature pages. So if you click on someone's photo and you see those hashtags, a lot of those hashtags are ones you can just just copy and paste to your own. Mm-hmm. And that's mm-hmm. when you get found by a lot of these feature pages. Okay, so you just have to use the hashtag that the feature pages follow. Exactly. And, and then that's how they find you. Exactly. They search within that hashtag. Mm-hmm. Okay. Go ahead. Oh. <laughs> I, I know I interrupted you. Oh, so yeah. You, that's, um, I forgot where we were going. <laughs> it's really good for exposure, first of all. I use it a lot for um, actual client work on a global level. I teach a lot of workshops. I do a lot of speaking, stuff like that. So on a global level, every time I post a photo, it doesn't necessarily stick to stick to a location. You know, on Facebook, I can post something and it kind of sticks around to that local area. It's a little different than on Instagram. So on Instagram, if I say if I was a wedding photographer and I was interested in um, destination weddings, Instagram would be a really great platform for that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a little bit different than the other ones. 
Okay, so that's interesting. Uh, an interesting characteristic. Not so much local unless you work the local hashtags, but exactly, but, but yeah. more, more global. Exactly. Um, just by its nature. Interesting. So, mm-hmm. so instinct, Instagram's great for exposure. If you work the hashtags now, you say you find people who do similar work. You, you look for the hashtags they use mm-hmm. and then you incorporate those. Anything else you do as a hashtag strategy? I found this app called Grandma. I'm not sure if you heard of it <laughs> and it helps you generates all these, you know, similar hashtags to one that you might be using. You, you ever use stuff like that? Um, sometimes it really kind of depends on what you're going for. So mm-hmm. my, most of my work right now on Instagram is all underwater work. And so I stick to pretty much the same five underwater related hashtags I see. And, and the rest are all feature pages. Um, I'm not really interested in people coming necessarily from the underwater hashtag. I'm interested in one of those feature pages, seeing it and then promoting me to their audience which instead of one person coming from underwater, I can get a couple hundred or a couple thousand from a feature page. So most of my hashtags are, I'd say, you know, 25, 20 to 25 are feature page hashtags. And then the remaining ones are the general categories, you know, underwater, mermaid, something like that. Awesome. Now, how do you, you, you said that your main goal then with Instagram is lead generation. And I know they only give you the one, um, URL that you can put in your profile and nothing else. Mm-hmm. How do you get them from these pictures onto your onto your list? Onto my email list? Well, I sign up. A lot of times I just have my email list sign up as that link, as that URL. And every time I post something, I mention something about it. I can give away, say, a free action pack. I can give away a free ebook. I can give away anything and say, click that link in my profile to get your free ebook. And then they sign up and they get the ebook. Um, so that's a main reason of how I transfer that Instagram over. Another really big thing I do is because Periscope is live video and I'm videoing my photo shoots under the water, I'll mm. post a little snippet of that. I'll post like a 15-second video under the water mm-hmm. and say, if you want to see the whole thing, click on the link in my profile and it will send them to my Periscope account. I want people on my Periscope account because there are days when I will just sit in front of the computer and say, sign up for my email list. <laughs> and it just takes everyone from Periscope and it clicks right to the email list that's right there on the link in Periscope. So I'm kind of sending them from one app either straight to my email list or from one app to another app that I can get them on my email list. So it sounds like you change that that URL in your, yes. in your profile from yes, time to time. Quite a bit. Quite a bit. It depends on whatever I'm promoting, you know, that specific day, I will change that little link in there to match. I see. I see. Interesting. All right, and then so doing that, you get a fair number of, number of people who then sign up from your list. Okay. Yes, exactly. Now, so that's Instagram, and and what is what which of the platforms you said Periscope? I was going to say which mm-hmm. one gives you the biggest bang for your buck or for your your input of time? Would it be Periscope or I would, it be- I would say yeah, I would definitely definitely say Periscope right now. Tell me how or why. So what Periscope, what the main, main feature of Periscope is that it's not a two-dimensional platform. So if you're doing a special or you're doing something, you know, you're posting photos, you're doing something where you're trying to get people, you know, to go to your email list or to like your page or whatever it is, you're basically, you're posting something out there and you're hoping they click on it. You're hoping that they see it and they like it and you just kind of have to sit back and wait. With Periscope, since it's live interactive video, they can comment and talk to you in real time right then and there. So if you have a special or promotion, 
or something that you're selling, it's almost like selling in person. It's almost like selling face-to-face, mm-hmm. which means it's a much, much higher conversion rate than just posting something on Instagram and hoping people are going to click on it. You can sit there and answer questions they have about it. You can really talk to people. They can get to know you. They can see that you're trustworthy. It's a lot different than just kind of that faceless social media of the past. Of the past. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Okay, so with Periscope, you are broadcasting, mm-hmm. basically, and there's a link there that you use while you're broadcasting to, to then move them to where, at wherever you want them to go while you're broadcasting, right? There's a call to action of some kind where you say... It's, it's basically the same as Instagram, where it's a link in your profile. Okay, okay. Yeah. Now- now, so so then you've got to come up with something, a pro, uh, a whole program, and or, this is a presentation now. So you're preparing for it as a presentation, right? Or is it just casual stuff? Well, actually, so I actually just did a broadcast on this. Is the top three things that most photographers can use Periscope for that they can broadcast? Awesome. And you know, the first one they want to broadcast is the actual photo shoots. So if you have an assistant, or I have a friend that just put their just put their mobile phone kind of where their flash was supposed to go and they can just broadcast right there by themselves. Oh, in the hot shoe. Okay. Yeah. You want to broadcast the actual photo shoot because it shows people that the photo shoots are fun, that you want them to be relaxed in front of the camera and show, Oh, shooting with this person is actually a really fun time. That's a great, that's a great thing for clients because they think that they're really nervous at the beginning and they think that it's going to be a mess and stressful and you want to show that actually this is a great time. You know, we're jumping in water, we're throwing around. It's great. So that's the first thing you want to do. The second thing you want to broadcast is any of the behind the scenes work. So when you're afterwards, you're doing post-processing on an image, go ahead and broadcast that because a lot of clients and a lot of people have no idea how much effort it costs. It is to, to do a photo shoot. Mm -hmm. So they think you just show up at the camera, click the button and it's done. And by showing all of the behind the scenes, all the work it takes to get ready for a photo shoot, all the work it takes afterwards to make sure the photos are perfect, you're kind of proving to people why they're paying you. There's a level of effort there. Yes, the level of effort besides just showing up with the camera. Right. Then the third thing you would broadcast are any of your promotions or specials. So if you have a you know, special photo shoot deal you're doing for Mother's Day, instead of just posting it on Facebook or addition in addition to posting it on Facebook, you would broadcast that on Periscope. And How you would so? say you would just sit in front of your cell phone, in front of your phone, and just say, This is what I'm doing for Mother's Day. I'm doing this special but deal. Just talk about it, okay. Explain what it is, talk all about it. If people have questions, they can comment and you can answer questions right then and there and say, if you're interested, I've only got you know, I've only got 10 spaces available for this week. Make sure and sign up with the link in my profile. Can so, you do any targeting as to who follows these Periscope um, broadcasts? You know, a little bit. It's a very new app. So I think there's a lot of things that they're updating right now. I think they're mm-hmm. planning on putting in kind of categories. So you can put these in different categories. Right now, the main thing to keep in mind is Periscope is owned by Twitter. Right. And so you all everything that you're doing on Periscope is searchable in Twitter. I so see. you, if hashtags. I, yeah, so you're going to use your hashtags. So when I do um, an underwater photo shoot, I hashtag the word underwater, and mm-hmm. then if people want to find it, they search it in Twitter. Okay. So it's not the best situation right now <laughs> for okay. specific targeting, but it's really, really, really good for if you have a Facebook page, if you have an Instagram account, if you have something that already has targeted followers send them over to your Periscope, and then that gives you a way to sell directly to them, directly face-to-face, instead of 
just posting it on the platform. Got it. Now, this is the one where it, the recording disappears in 24 hours or something like that? It does. You it's find, a, does that frustrate you at all or is that uh, no you know there's it's kind of it's kind of nice on one hand because it adds some urgency urgency to it okay. you can say hey you know this is only going it's on for 24 hours that's it you miss it you're out of luck um yeah. so it really kind of creates an urgency but if it's something you really want to keep you can either it automatically there's an option to have it saved to your phone so afterwards you can just upload it to youtube if you want mm-hmm. or just upload it as a video and and post it on any of your other social media accounts or um, there's something called Catch TV, which is basically another program that's alongside Periscope that you can you can use if you want to save your broadcast for longer. Okay. Now, I, I know that there are some competing programs now with, with Periscope, Blab mm-hmm. I Am, and Facebook Live. Mm-hmm. Have you had a chance to work with any of those two? I've used Facebook Live. I've used another program called Mevi. I've used a couple of the other ones. Facebook Live, I really don't like. It just is not, you know, I don't even know how to explain it. It just, maybe it's just a personal preference, honestly. Mm -hmm. It just didn't seem as interactive. It didn't seem, it didn't seem like I was really there. I don't know. (laughs) I kind of seemed really disconnected from everything. I see. Um, And Periscope seemed a lot more, like I was actually talking to someone. Like they were right there and I was talking to them. Mm -hmm. Um, Mm -hmm. I used the YouTube, as a YouTube live stream process. Which um, I tried that once, and that was kind of a train wreck because there's like a delay. There's like a 20-second yeah. delay. So that definitely was frustrating. Yeah. Um, I tried that with webinars, and it just it, – it, yes. really, it was really frustrating. Yes, extremely frustrating. So that didn't work very well. Um, there's another app called Nevi, which is very similar to Paris. Can you spell that? M-E-V-E-E, okay. I believe it's called. And um, – that one is awesome. I'm loving it, but it's brand new. I mean, they launched in January. Okay. So there's a lot of glitches and a lot of stuff, but when mm. it does work, it's really awesome. Um, they what, have a lot what of about it? They have a different aspect, like you can create groups. So within your followers, you can create a very specific group and then only broadcast to them. So it's not a public broadcast to everybody. You can segment, you can, okay. You can search by category. So there are people you want to follow based on travel or cooking. You can search and you can broadcast in those specific categories, which is something Periscope doesn't have yet. So there's a few things that Mevi's doing that's correct. They're just a little glitchy at the moment. Yeah. Um, so back to the other the other uh, visual platforms. There is 500 Picks and mm-hmm. Flickr. I noticed you're on both of those. Yes. Um, how, how do you use them, if at all? You know, <laughs> 500 picks really I just kind of use for inspiration purposes. <laughs> okay. Um, I don't see a lot of client turnover or lead generation or much through there. I've even tried to just get people to, you know, follow my Facebook through 500 picks. Mm-hmm. And even then, it, it doesn't quite translate. I love 500 picks. I think the quality of the photos on that site are amazing. And mm-hmm. I love searching and browsing and stuff, but it's really just to follow work I like to see and to, you know, maybe gain inspiration for another photo shoot or something. But it's not, I haven't been able to really use it quite as much for client turnover yet. Um, and yeah, same yeah. with Flickr. Flickr is kind of one that I just, I like it and I like the little community that's there, but it's not really translating for me as far as like a lead generation kind of thing. Do you ever try to get your pictures licensed or I, I know you sell your prints and so <laughs> you try and keep them somewhat exclusive. 
But do you ever do licensing deals? Because I, from what I, my, uh, my experience is Flickr has been good for that kind of exposure. You know, I, I don't, I haven't with Flickr and I haven't with 500 pics yet. I do a lot of image licensing through Archangel, which is not a social media site. It's just an image licensing okay, site. Okay. You go traditional. Okay. Yeah. So it's kind of, I'm still a little bit old school in that way. I haven't really moved on to licensing them through Flickr or 500 pics just yet. Um, I probably might consider it in the future. It's just, I just haven't yet. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so let's go to Facebook and Twitter. Those seem to be the ones where you have the biggest impact. I mean, well, in terms of follower count, what are you doing there? Well, so Facebook, you know, Facebook's one of those ones that it used to be amazing. And I used to get a ton of leads, a ton of generation, a ton of stuff through there. And now I, I it definitely dropped off. I've gotten most of my stuff is through Instagram. <laughs> is <laughs> <laughs> through Instagram okay. and Periscope. But Facebook's one of those things you kind of have to have. If you are a photographer and you don't have a Facebook page, I'm not quite sure what you're getting at there. <laughs> you got to have a Facebook page. Um, it allows you to cross-promote other social media sites. Mm-hmm. And the, it definitely, definitely allows um, huge reach when it comes to blog posts. So whenever I do post something on the blog, um, if I post it to... <laughs> I <know. laughs> If I post it to Instagram, I post it somewhere else. I get some traction, but it really doesn't take off until I paste it, post it to Facebook. And that's where I get shares and comments and a ton of interaction. Because you're 21,000 followers. Yeah, yeah. But, you know, I can post a photo and it gets some interaction. But as soon as I post a blog post, I tell you what, that's when it really, it really takes off. So that's when I can use it to, if I have something I want to sell or someone... Mm-hmm. I want to convert. Mm-hmm. I post it inside that blog. So as soon as, as soon as it gets shared, yeah, what I'm using. So do you do you have a boost your pay to boost your posts in Facebook, or is it just organically you're getting this interaction? Um, I boost very very rarely. It's usually if I have something really specific. Mm-hmm. So if I have a new workshop or something, I might might boost it, and that's really only the case if. I've already posted something and I'm not getting the sales that I need. I might boost it later. Mm -hmm. Um, The main thing with Facebook is that it's an interaction-based site. It's not like Instagram or Twitter where it's all chronological. It's all interaction-based. So if you go a few days without posting anything and then you post something, that's why you only get one or two likes because no one's interacted with you in a few days. Facebook thinks you're not a very interesting page and therefore won't show you to people. So Uh. a lot of times, if I'm going to sell like a workshop, if I'm going something... I do a lot of stuff before I post that to get the interaction up. I see. Um, One of the things I do, it works every time, is I post peanut butter and blank. And I just let people fill in what they think goes with peanut butter, which um, is so random. But people will fight each other to prove (laughs) what goes with peanut butter. And um, so I'll get a ton of interaction. And then I'll post a blog post, get a lot of comments, shares. And then the next day I post the the, interaction. workshop or the nice. special whatever it is I'm selling. So there's kind of a system to it on Facebook. Nice, nice. That's that's a good one. Um and then Twitter? So Twitter, Twitter I don't Wait, have wait, wait. Before fun. we get to Twitter, before we get yeah. to Twitter, I'm so sorry. Facebook groups. Are, are you doing anything with groups? Um I have I have a, a few groups. They're mainly for people that um have come to workshops with me. They're in like a special workshop group that just kind of slowly, slowly grows. They're really great because one, it creates a sense of community. Um, they can post their images there. We give we critiques. We can, you know, mm-hmm. different people get to know each other and they share a lot. 
And that really helps if I am selling something that it's a community. It's I'm someone that they, they trust, that they've met. It's different than just posting it on my page. Um, so that's kind of nice. And then if I ever do have anything else, I can post that directly in the group and I can be pretty sure that they get a notification and they will see it. So I don't have a ton of groups, but the ones I do have are mainly past clients and past people that I've worked with. Right, right, right. Okay, good. So now, now on to Twitter. Yes. So Twitter, Twitter, I don't have a huge following. I've got like 1,100 people maybe on Twitter. It's not, it's something that was kind of falling off the radar for me. I wasn't using a ton of it. I wasn't seeing a lot of um, interaction there. I was really only using it if I wanted to talk to a business or approach a potential sponsor or somebody that I really wanted to get a hold of. If I had a hard time finding a good email on their website, I could tweet that company and say, hey, I'm looking to work with you on a project. Um, do you have a good email? And they would do either direct message me or tweet back the direct email of someone I was looking for. So ah, I didn't have to good research this, tool then. Yeah, okay. instead of like info at company.com, they would actually tweet me the email of someone that was useful. So I used it a lot for that, but not a whole lot else. And mm-hmm. then as soon as Periscope came along, Periscope's connected with Twitter. So now I use Twitter quite a bit, but it's really... Um, because of Periscope. Because of Periscope, yeah. Okay, interesting. What's up with Google Plus? At one point, it was the the darling, and now it I don't hear much about it anymore. You know, I'm not really sure about that because that's the same thing I thought. You know, I kind of was loving it for a little bit, and then I don't know if I just forgot about it, and then everyone else in the entire world also forgot for, about it at the same time. Yeah, it's, you know, it's every- <laughs> at the same time. Yeah, I don't really know what happened there because I mean, I post there once in a while. It's definitely nothing that. Um, I use actively to gain to gain exposure or to gain people. Anyone who's already who's on Google Plus who follows me on Google Plus really already follows me on every Somewhere other else, right? Yeah, so it's not really a essential thing. But I do have photographers that I mean they absolutely swear by it, and so. Well, I mean, I, I read all that when it back when they were you know calling it the Facebook killer and all this nonsense ah. and. And then, so you're all over it from, you know, joining all these communities. And I even started one there and embarrassed to say it sort of, you know, is almost orphaned now is going to shut yes. it down. That too. <laughs> <laughs> so, but it's, it's just that, you know, you have, a, I have a limited amount of time and I'm not seeing the engagement there that I see in other places. Exactly. And, and even when I survey, I don't, I don't see Google plus ranking highly on, on people, you know, my listeners and friends where they're spending their time. So I was just wondering if it was just me or if you were seeing that too. I'm seeing the exact same thing. And, you know, I've got a lot of photographers, a lot of people that they either swear by it or they used to swear by it. Um, And a lot of my probably close friends, I can't say I know a single one that is putting a lot of effort over Google plus, you know, most of the effort is in different social media apps. And that's that's kind of what you want to do as a photographer. You know, you want to kind of find something that works for you and, and that's what you run with. So yeah. right now, I mean, I've, I'm Facebook, Instagram, and mostly Periscope and Snapchat. Those are kind of my main, the main ones Snapchat. I'm using right now. Yeah. How are you using Snapchat? So Snapchat is kind of awesome. Um, <laughs> <laughs> the, whole, the whole thing with Snapchat is... You have to be 12 to use that. I know, right? And that's one of those things that it came out and I was like, oh, I do not want to get on this new app with like... Right. I was like, what is the point of doing this? But it's a new app, and if you're going to stay up to date, you got to learn this stuff. I know, so, the old guy. <laughs> you know, started lear- I started using it, and I'm still – I don't use it a ton, but I have to make sure I use it for business because it's amazing for business. And oh, the sorry. main reason is because it, it's 
basically like a text message directly to people's phones. So when they follow you and you do a snap, they see that directly to their phone. That's a lot. That's very similar. Periscope does the exact same thing. Whenever you go live, it sends a link right to their phone. Like they see it pop up like a text message. That's oh, really? Different. Okay. It's a lot different than Instagram and Facebook where you post something, you hope someone sees it, and that's kind of the end of it. Snapchat and Periscope are both like directly to their phone. So they get a notification of it. So when we're they back get to interruption marketing again. Exactly, yeah. And so on Snapchat, there's really no links. There's nothing like that. If you have something that you want people to follow, you have to make it interesting. Um, so a lot of times I'll snap a small video underwater and say, follow me on Periscope, see the whole thing. I'll just put my Periscope username. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's, Which is what? It's Jenna MT photo. Okay. And, you know, I'll send people there and, and get them to follow me. And, you know, there's not a lot of links. There's not a lot of stuff that you would think it would be useful for business marketing, but it's so amazing at getting seen you know it's different Mm -hmm. than you're just hoping people see it it is people see that snapchat they see it when they open their phones so that's a very big deal when it comes to marketing okay wow so we've gone through just a a a lot of different (laughs) options here and if you know the people listening are anything like me and i know they are they're saying because i just don't have the time for all that nonsense so so now let's let's sort of winnow it down to a photographer who wants to get you know his or her work out there, wants to get noticed, but doesn't want to spend all day online. Yes. What are the top three things we should be doing? Well, I would say the main thing is you can learn how to basically. I would just prioritize the ones that you want to be on, the ones that are giving you the biggest bang for your buck. <laughs> Like I said, for me, it's Facebook, Instagram, Periscope, for sure, and then Snapchat and Twitter, kind of, because it's with Periscope. Um, But the main thing to keep in mind is that there are programs that can help you with this. So you don't have to go to Facebook and post something, (gasps) then go to Instagram, and then do (laughs) a different one. Um, There's a site called ifttt.com, ifthisthanthat.com. Mm-hmm. And they basically allow you to set up what they call recipes. So every time you post to Instagram, say, instead of it just sending a, you know, you can connect your Twitter account. So you post Instagram, it sends it over to Twitter. But Twitter creates a link, and that's not what you want. You want the actual photo. So you can go on to ifttt.com, and it's free, and it signs up a little recipe that says every time you post to Instagram, it takes that exact photo and posts it as a native picture on Twitter. Or it posts it on Facebook or it, you know, there's a million different things you can do. Um, Every time you post something here, your client list gets an email. You know, there's a ton of different recipes that you can customize to create pretty much whatever you want. So every time you just got to post something on one place Mm -hmm. and it will send it out to everywhere else. Okay. So that's a really good one. I know people people use Hootsuite um, to schedule stuff out. I I tend to like scheduling things individually. Um, (sighs) But scheduling is a big thing. I mean, you, if you can just sit down for one hour a week you can and have all your stuff ready, you can sit down on Facebook, schedule out your weekly posts for the entire week. Um, you can go on, you know, try and do some stuff to where it's all set up and saved in your phone. So when you do have to post to Instagram, you just post it. It takes 30 seconds and it automatically gets sent over to Twitter. You don't got to worry about that. Try and do one Periscope broadcast a week. You know, you're looking at maybe an hour and a half, two hours a week of social media work, which, I mean, it might even seem like a lot to a lot of people still. They're like, oh, two hours a week, it still might seem like a lot. Mm -hmm. It's really not a lot. 
And compared to the old school ways of marketing, doing two hours a week of free stuff is definitely worth the effort you'd be putting in, you know, for $2,000 for a magazine ad. Right. Well, time or money. Exactly. uh, Exactly. Pay the time, you pay the dime is what they used to say. Yep. You pick Uh, your battles there. Right. So what about, I just saw a new app called Post Planner that, that did this kind of scheduling. Do you know that one? I don't know that one yet, but now I'm going to look it up. <laughs> okay, okay, yeah, for like seven bucks a month, it, it looks it lets you schedule. It looks like to to Facebook and Twitter and into groups and all over. So it looked like another interesting one. There's so many interesting ones that keep popping up. You know there are, and it really depends on what you want. Because if you're looking to, you know, there's a probably there's probably a lot of apps like that where you can you do one thing and it does it to everything else. Um, but if you're not looking to spend a lot of money. If you really learn how to use Facebook, learn how to use Instagram, like learn how to do it correctly, you don't need an app because it, it, you can get so fast at it that you really take the picture, you post it, you move on, and that's the end of it. Right. Um, I would say my other advice, the big, big thing that comes with social media that's people thinking I don't have the time to do this is when they get on social media, they aren't doing their business stuff. You know, they go to post something to Facebook and then they spend <laughs> – you know, it takes them three minutes, and then they spend another 57 minutes browsing and commenting. That never happens to me. Yeah, all <laughs> kinds of stuff. And then they're like, oh, I can't spend an hour a day on Facebook. It's like, well, no, you can't. You can spend three minutes. It's that other 57 that you've got to kind of. But 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 don't you have to engage? Isn't that part? I mean, you can't just post and leave. You do engage, but you can do it in sections. So instead mm-hmm. of, say, you have Facebook open while you're working and editing all day. Every time someone comments, you comment back. Right. That's that's kind of where the time killer, it's going to start sucking the time out of your day. Because every time you comment, you're going to browse a little, and then it kind of adds up. So make a certain time out of the day, say 8 o'clock in the morning, um, 10, 15 when you take a break, maybe 1 o'clock for lunch. Those are the times you log in, you see if anyone's commented, mm-hmm. you respond, and you log out. Mm-hmm. So you still want to interact, but make it a specific time where you get in, you get out, and you move on with your day. So you're not kind of killing time in there. Right, right, right. The the other thing is frequency. I think is the other big thing people will struggle with. You know, how much is too much? You know, how how often should I be posting to you know Insta, Instagram or Facebook or any of these other sites if I'm trying to get you know Jenna Martin kind of following? Mm-hmm. For Facebook, my general rule tends to be right around two times a day: something in the morning, something in the afternoon. And no more than that. Um, I would try and post at least once a day because that keeps your interaction up. You I want see. that interaction up on Facebook. But any more than two times, once you start getting to three times a day, uh, people tend to get a little annoyed by that. So <laughs> okay. every once in a while, I'll do three a day. But for the most part, it's I try and post twice a day. Um, and then, you know, if I can do once a day, though, that's fine. I'll mm-hmm. schedule out a week full of once a day. And then if I have an extra one, I'll throw it in there sometime during the week. Um, Instagram, I'd say you can go up to three to four times a day as long as it's <laughs> as long as it's spread out. So as okay. long as you're not posting, you know, one after another back to back to back. People on Instagram like to see different things in that main feed. And if it's all your stuff, then they unfollow. They get a little sick of that. So uh, okay. you, know, you want to. You can you can post fairly often. Just make sure you're you're spreading it out. There's a few hours, you know, in between everything. Got it. Got it. Got it. Okay. Awesome. Um, what have I forgotten, Jenna? <laughs> yeah. Oh man, I don't know. We talked about a lot of things. Yeah. What am I going to kick myself about in, in, when I hang up the phone? I don't um, know. <laughs> 
Well, this has been a lot of good info, and it's uh, given me a lot to think about, actually. That's so, good. Um, as a photographer, yeah, you sort of have to do this. You're saying if I'm if I'm just going to wrap this up, and you are going to pick the two or three sites where you get the most, uh, you know success yeah and then you're going to really batch batch your time to make sure that you're active there showing your work showing behind the scenes and 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 then have a goal like you say yours is to get them onto your list but if you don't have a list the goal might be just to get them back to your site or exactly and you know and i always tell share something you know people they used to say just get them to your website you want to draw them to your website and now, I don't even like people necessarily going to my website. And the reason is because unless they are signing up for something or following me somewhere, mm-hmm. if they leave my site, I have no way of getting them back. I have no way of getting them back to my site and right. reminding them of something. So I basically direct them to either other social media apps or always that email list. Mm-hmm. Always that email list. Because then it means that I've, I've, I've got their name. I've got something. So even if they leave my site and they don't ever visit my site ever again, I can still send them an email or post something on Instagram or something to jog their memory that like, hey, remember I still exist and you were thinking of doing a photo shoot with me? <laughs> so <laughs> there's something about that. Um, I would say with photographers, you know, we kind of, there's these two really different frames of thought in photography where we are either new school and it's all social media and people love it or they're really old school and they're like, I don't need a Facebook page. I don't care about likes and I don't care about follows. I care about photos. You know, that's great. (laughs) But we've got to be realistic and realistic is, you know, like I said earlier, people are not watching commercials on TV. I don't even know any of my close friends that have cable anymore. Everyone has Netflix and Hulu. HBO, you know, no one is watching. (laughs) It's so funny. I heard my kids say that to me the other day. They're like, we don't, I don't even last time i watched tv dad i was like really yeah usually usually you have to shoot them away from the tv back in the old days you know yeah i mean and that's just if that's what you're relying on for your marketing yeah that's really tough and i don't know i mean how many people even yeah exactly newspapers or magazines i mean i can't think of the last time i opened a magazine and i saw an ad for something and then i went and googled it and then went to their website and then i saw you know i mean that's a lot of work work work, for someone to do but when they see you post something on on Instagram or on Facebook and there's a link and they click it, I mean that's instant. That's the easiest possible way to get people to sign up for whatever it is that you're you know trying to promote or you're trying to sell. So you know you, you kind of do have to do this if you're a photographer and you're trying to stay relevant. Um, you you got to kind of go where the marketing where people are. And right now the best way to market is through social media because that's where people are spending their time. Hey, before I turn you loose, one I forgot to mention was LinkedIn. Do, oh, do, do you use that at all? I do not. <laughs> okay, okay. I don't use it at all. Um, you know, there's kind of a, I don't know, I have a few people that have LinkedIn profiles, and they've used them mostly for connecting. So it's kind of similar to what I used to use Twitter for. Mm-hmm. It's business I want to connect with or a contact I want to specifically Research, talk to. right. Research, Yeah. That's kind of what they're using LinkedIn for. Um, not really for exposure. Uh, a lot of them said that it was mainly to put a little more credibility to their name. Mm-hmm. Like it's business, they can find them on LinkedIn and there's also kind of this other stuff. But I really haven't had an issue where I needed it as much. So mm-hmm. I just, I think I have a profile from like five years ago. <laughs> I, right. I mean, I but I just don't really, don't really use that one too much. Pinterest. Pinterest. Oh, Pinterest, 
gosh, I was listening. Someone was talking about this the other day about how Pinterest isn't even technically a social media site. It's more of a, it's like a bank for information. It's something else. Um, and it's really, really useful. I found for like, if you do family photo shoots and you have on your website, you know, follow my Pinterest board and you have a Pinterest board full of what to wear for family photos. Right, right. Or, you know, if you're a wedding photographer, you can have entire Pinterest board for, you know, a bohemian, a bohemian style wedding, or maybe a very modern wedding. There's different kinds of weddings that people will follow your Pinterest boards. Um, it's not necessarily for client generation or for lead generation or anything like that. But I think it's something that clients really, really like. They like when they go to a wedding photographer's website and they see these different Pinterest boards or they see the different what to wear for your engagement shoot, you know, all that kind of stuff. And mm-hmm. I think it definitely helps them feel more relaxed and like, you know what you're doing. Mm-hmm. So I wouldn't say it's necessarily one for, you know, lead generation, but I think it's definitely something that you can supplement your other accounts with that people will see you in a better light. Yeah. Okay. I just saw those. I, I just opened up my social media folder on my iPad and said, Hey, I forgot to. Yeah, um, yeah. All right. Very good. Yeah. All right. So, Back to the closing mode again. <laughs> so this has been great. Thank you so much to you and for to Leela for lending you us lending you to us for just a few yes, minutes. Yeah. <laughs> definitely had some opinions that apparently you Yes. <laughs> <laughs> That's okay. Yeah. We're interrupting her day, so yeah. thank you so much for that. Um where do people find you? I mean, you've given us a litany of places. Where do where should people go look to look for you now? Um they find me I'm at Jenna Martin Photography on Facebook. I'm Jenna Martin Photo on Instagram, and then uh, Snapchat, Periscope, Twitter, that's all Jenna MT Photo. So any of those places. I would definitely say, um, if you can follow me on any of them, follow me on Periscope, because I do broadcast the underwater photo shoots from under the water. I have a waterproof case on my phone, and I actually broadcast the underwater photo shoots. So you get to see them, from my point of view, from under the water. I think I will do that. That sounds like fun. That's kind of fun, yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I'm sold on that one. Okay, good. All right, good. Well, thank you so much, Jenna. I really appreciate you helping educate us on how to use social media, at least more effectively. Absolutely. You know, I know it's one of those things that it's just, it seems so confusing and it seems so overwhelming, but, you know, pick a couple that you can learn and just sit down for a day and just learn it. Just force yourself to do it. Um, And then just kind of every time a new one comes out, just sit for one day and learn it. And if it's something that'll work, then great. And if it's not, then, hey, don't worry about it. Awesome. Thanks again to Jenna and Leela for their time on that interview. Wasn't that great? I hope you enjoyed that as much as I did because she shared so much information. You know, I think this is one of those interviews going into that I thought I knew what she was going to say. And then she threw just so many curveballs that I wasn't expecting. I found myself wanting to take notes, too. And I hope you took plenty of notes. Now, I have summarized most of the points from this interview on the blog post that goes along with this, the show notes. And so if you missed anything, you can get the essentials on the show notes by going to shutterbuglife.com forward slash podcast and then search for episode 53053. Just put that in the search in the search bar on the side and it should come right up. All right. 
So thanks again to Jenna and Leela. That was just amazing. And I hope you've got plenty there to to use as you go out and try and start your own social media, (laughs) your social media program. Hi, this is Lynn. If your pictures aren't turning out the way you want, an easy solution might be just around the corner. Now, I taught thousands of photographers doing my popular photo tours around Washington, D.C., New Orleans, and New York City. And doing more than 600 workshops, I noticed there were 12 mistakes most photographers were making with their images. Now, if you want to know what they are and how you might measure up, you can check this Dirty Dozen list and see what's keeping you from taking your best pictures, creating your meaningful art, and making your ultimate impact. Go to 12photomistakes.com. There I have a free ebook and a free audiobook for those of us who prefer listening rather than reading. And you can download both and listen to them or read the 12 mistakes and see where you might be measuring up. That's 12photomistakes.com to see how you are doing and how you're measuring up against 12 of the most common mistakes photographers make. Go get it now. All right. Thanks again for listening to the Shutterbug Life podcast, episode 53. I hope you're taking notes because if you want to make a dent in social media, There was just so much stuff in this episode for you. And if you liked it, if it was helpful for you, and if you know other photographers who could benefit, then I'd ask you to share the podcast with them. Just, uh, you know, forward this episode on to them and let them know about the good stuff we're doing here in the Shutterbug life. Now, you can, we do this every week, a weekly podcast, and you can find the podcast on my website, shutterbuglife.com forward slash podcast, or if you want to make sure you don't miss any, forward slash subscribe. You can also find us on iTunes and Stitcher, and those places you can also subscribe and leave a comment or a review. So I'd thank you to do any of those things, and more than anything else, you just jump in and, and enjoy the Shutterbook life with us. We have a Facebook group where the conversation continues. Just go to fb.shutterbuglife.com. And if you are in Washington, D.C. or New York City, there is a meetup group with friendly photographers just waiting for you, and you can find us also on the meetup page meetup.com forward slash shuttlebug excursions or shuttlebug excursions and why naturally there are links to all of these on the blogs on the blog post for this episode so you if you couldn't get that written down you can just go there and click right through to them so i hope you come out and join us if you can i hope you join us online if you can and whatever you do this week enjoy your shuttlebug life take care <laughs>